Hey guys, and welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers Spooky Season. <laughs> I didn't mean to press it twice, goddammit. <laughs> welcome, I'm, my name is Kenny. I'm Paul Damien. My name is Ian. And this, shot, this uh, episode has been brought to you exclusively in the dark. Oh, We're shooting shit. this one uh, in a nice dark room to give us the... Uh, Give us the nice spooper feels of uh, what we're talking about today, which yeah. is uh, the Ice Cream Man, Ice Cream Man by W. Maxwell Price, the writer and artist Martin Morazzo. Yeah, yeah, say that. And uh, colors by Chris O'Halloran. Awesome. So it was a, uh, it was a good one. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, <laughs> it was a very interesting one. So. Um, yeah, no, I mean, this book we read the first twelve issues, mm-hmm. so collected it was about three volumes. And it was not what I was expecting. I was expecting something a little bit more Twilight Zone-ish, yeah. where each uh, issue was far more self-contained. Um, and it did deliver in that, but with like a overlaying like a story or theme across every issue. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They were much more uh, sewn together than I think any of us expected. You know, I yeah. made the joke that uh, I thought... Uh, the ice cream man was going to be more of like a watcher of chaos. You know, yeah. He'd be like this ethereal <laughs> presence, more like create, not necessarily more directly creating the chaos or just more present when it is happening, you know, where we got much more of like a uh, chaos of evil, you mm-hmm. know, somewhere between like Loki and Pennywise, where this is someone here to like, not only fuck with people's lives, but then like feed on them yeah. somewhere in between those things, you know, but that's great. You know, it's such yeah. a, horrifying clash of ideas um but i thought it was interesting that we even got like a detect the detective character who was also someone to really like show that these Mm -hmm. a lot of these things were happening in like a contained Mm -hmm. area you know and that this was him really affecting like a a single town more than these things being able to take place wherever the fuck does anyone remember the town name i do oh no it was like wisconsin or something Mm -hmm. um but yeah no jolly you or jolly o um 5v is the detective that we see mm-hmm. kind of recurring. She shows I up and hated in, that her name was they her nickname was five V. Oh yeah, five V. Yeah, there was, there was I was like were they they were really trying hard to be clever. <laughs> With that one, yeah. Yeah, some for asshole sure. at the precinct was like, um you got every vowel in there. <laughs> <laughs> um but no yeah, I mean we see her a couple of times, maybe mm. three or so times. Um but no it did seem the first few or few issues mm-hmm. the first two explicitly raspberry surprise and rainbow sprinkles mm-hmm. it felt like there was this like other side of the town that was pushing these people towards an edge that um was beyond sanity mm-hmm. right. and it in both aspects it resulted in um some sort of death or some sort of um you know casualty so, exactly yeah. the morality was in play um or i guess yeah um but the third story is where it kind of turned into oh i don't know where this is going to go because it was suddenly like a, a hallucinist a hallucinogenic yeah. kind of like something so much more internal that right. we were experiencing but then yeah. not only that our main character of that issue but uh hickey mm-hmm. from good old-fashioned vanilla survives yeah that's true and so i was immediately like, huh, this book isn't all just death, 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 you know, 13 Illuminati dark, you know, kind of shit. Yeah. In in my mind, I, the only thing I could think was that the ice cream man is a demon. 
mm-hmm. because he just seems to want to torment people. You know, yeah. like in some ways he will kill people, yeah. but it's more the tormentation that he seems to find joy in. You yeah, know? right. Absolutely. If death is like the final outcome, that's fine. But it's not always the funnest way for him to play with the mm-hmm. toy that is this right. person in the, each issue, you know. So, so, yeah, there is a lot of torment involved. But I, I feel like the first first four issues kind of paint a different idea of what this book is going to be. I think the fourth issue is when it finally leans into like, Hey, this is something that's going to keep like insisting it. It takes center focus with the ice cream man, because the first three issues, it very much feels like how you were saying watcher esque, Mm -hmm. where he's just like kind of a non player in the story. Yeah. Um, But no, what were you going to say? No, I wasn't going to say anything. I'm listening to you. Okay. (laughs) I was going to tell Paul Damien I was going to send him this. Oh, I did send it. Oh, you did have it? So it's just something to have pulled up because it helps you remember what everything was about. Yeah. Anyway, no, I thought it was kind of, it added like another level of kind of spookiness to it to like imagine having this like, obviously like what elf creature, Mm -hmm. like we don't really get an explanation on what they are, but we get, yeah, we get to see like the fact that there's obviously a whole species of Mm -hmm. them and, you know, him and Caleb, what we learn is his counterpart through all of this are like two halves of a coin, you know, um, of just like obviously being much more of a in your face kind of presence. Um, so it's kind of interesting to try to like parse what it is exactly besides just pure chaos. The ice cream man really wants. Cause I feel like there's like something, there's no, there's no known motive. There's yet. no known motive yet, but I feel like there's gotta be something. And he's kind of all over the place. Like yeah. I thought the first issue was kind of wild on its own time because we exactly, we get oh. this story where it's about this kid. Yeah. And with a, a pet spider. With a pet spider, but then all of a sudden the ice cream man's like a werewolf yeah. in the forest for some reason. So he's like doing like a second scary thing, like on top of the already scary thing he was doing. So. I love that about this because it shows that he's constantly fucking with someone somehow. Mm-hmm. And he obviously doesn't abide by any sort of natural rules, rules. Of, or laws or any of that Newton shit. Like his, the gravity law. Um, <laughs> to my understanding, they were from like another dimension. Oh, okay. So yeah, I wanted to talk about that because yeah, the ending kind of leans into that a lot too. Yeah, and they because at first um, when they first like uh, I guess explore that side of it, mm-hmm. um, they, they only really say like go to another world, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. not until the very end where it, it kind of like you said explores like they might be in a completely different from a di- completely different dimension right. altogether, yeah. like. Um, like Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so um, the the vibes I got from this, it was very Stephen King yeah. inspired. Mm, absolutely. And it felt like Caleb was the gunslinger and Ricardus, the ice cream man, was like a Pennywise. And see, I thought I didn't want to dwell Explicitly. too much on those comparisons yeah, so much, yeah. but that's very much what I got too, was that someone literally read it and the Dark Tower, Dark Tower series and yeah. were like, God, I really want these two characters to clash and <laughs> wrote it. Yeah. for themselves yeah. and that's not a bad idea you know so yeah. i can see that they've made it uniquely enough themselves i i like the ice cream man as his own unique entity which mm-hmm. is that pennywise at the end of the day is trying to feed you know mm-hmm. the the chill and he only feeds on children that's the other mm-hmm. primary focus um where i don't think you the ice cream man gives a shit if you believe in him or, or not he's yeah. gonna fucking fuck with you and eat your ass if he wants to you know yeah. so he's, wants to play. in a way i think he's a and and you're right he he travels through space kind of as he wishes. So he's yeah. obviously a, a grander presence than even Pennywise is where he, I see him more of like a, 
like a, an animalistic kind of creature. Right. I think Ice Cream Man is like a more wise, you know, you know, very old entity that just likes fucking ruining the lives of humans specifically. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it, it, this book is, I thought that there was going to be a much more closed end theme mm-hmm. for every issue. And I was, I was pleasantly surprised to see that it kind of, bled into the next issue, the next issue with mm-hmm. how he's affecting this town, how he's affecting these people. Um, the first three stories, they're called Raspberry Surprise, Rainbow Sprinkles, and Good Old Fashioned Vanilla. I thought that was going to be an ongoing theme with every story, where every story name was going to be the name of their favorite ice cream or favorite ice cream item, uh, whoever was the victim of mm-hmm. each story. And uh, it it quickly broke that that rule with, right by uh, number four yeah. yeah every good boy does fine um which that story was quite a fuck up I, let, let's go ahead and talk about our favorite stories within I, that's what i wanted to uh, kind of get into is so, like if so you yeah. had to pick can a I, favorite can i go first yeah, yeah go ahead which which of yours is the mine was um strange neapolitan oh, okay that's pretty good strange neapolitan was the mostly silent yeah. issue yes and so what about it like drew you in well, just because um, I like I I love like um, science and like mm-hmm. the idea of like there being multiple dimensions and stuff right. like that, and that's actually kind of something that they some you can argue that they explore mm-hmm. in that um, in that issue because it shows this one guy get the ice cream and that's mm-hmm. the point that's the fixed point right but then he makes a choice goes left straight or right yeah uh, down the street and so. Um, with every choice made, theoretically, uh-huh. a new universe is created. So, um, so this creates two other universes that they all branch out the same point at the same time, and then that you know they go their own ways. Right. Yeah. So that's what I love the most about it. Yeah. Just the that fact was, that it's multiple universes. That I was like a good that, joke. I like that they were. <laughs> I like that they were <laughs> smart enough to know that the dog story had to be the good one. You know what I mean? <laughs> they were like, we can't. That has to be the happy ending. If yeah. there and there has to be one. <laughs> No, but it, that that brings up a good point, Paul Damien, because I noticed that there was cameos mm-hmm. in the background of yes. the park panels specifically. We see Joel and Sheila from mm-hmm. uh, the the Good Boy Does Fine story. We see mm-hmm. Bud Hickey in one of them, and it makes me think, huh? Does this story take place? Do all of these issues oh. are all from separate universes? Oh. And this strange Neapolitan is the first time we're ever seeing them all in one issue. Maybe, yeah, because these creatures aren't bound to a universe yeah, that you're getting at. Because, well, I mean, check this out Emergencies, the end of volume two. My favorite. Uh, the very ending of it has Caleb dead in the back of a. Which is the guy who's That's hunting right. the ice cream yeah. man. And it's like, how? When we literally see him yeah. the very next issue alive and doing well. And you know? so it's like, maybe one of the Caleb's died? I don't know. I, I That just dawned on me, so I kind of had to spill no, that's, some No, that's a right fucking now. brilliant... Yeah. way to interpret that because i mean that is essentially how i read that issue mm-hmm. as well is it's how a choice can affect mm-hmm. life you know and the paths we take um that's such a brilliant way to and and i noticed the cameos as well but I, it's such an interesting way to think that we see individual cameos right. in each panel to yeah. that that we could mm-hmm. spread that out and i'm it would make so much sense that caleb and ricardus don't exist in any single universe mm-hmm. but maybe can affect a bunch you know at once yeah um so, I mean, for Ooh. people who are listening that um, have maybe read this book more or have gone further down 
you know, the issue count than we have. They probably know a lot more than we do. But it's fun to speculate about this stuff because... I think our stopping point was perfect because it gave us just enough to enjoy, but so much to be able to speculate on and kind of be like, what the fuck is going on here? (laughs) No, but for sure. I mean, like you, Paul Damien, I really love alternate dimension stuff. I love different timeline shit. Yeah. And I feel like this book plays very well into that, especially because Emergencies really does feel like the end of a timeline. Yes. Definitely. It feels like a timeline where Ricardus has won. But to go back into our favorites, yeah, yeah, I mean, Emergencies was definitely my favorite because it's such a chaotic ride mm-hmm. for us. I was and confused the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> and by the time it comes to the end, you're just like, oh, my God. And it all comes together in such a beautiful way. But I just, I mean, I think it's silly, but I, this, if, if I could pick any of them to be brought to life, this mm-hmm. is the one I would choose because oh. I love the idea of watching mm-hmm. two EMTs just fucked up on every drug they can get their hands mm-hmm. on just drive through town and just fucking around you know i love this well, when they're in the diner i wanted to believe that it's like them passing everyone or mm-hmm. they're creating the chaos around them oh. because it's like as they pass the house you know it's being burnt down mm-hmm. by the mm-hmm. you know the angry lover and it's like i almost wanted to believe it's their presence driving through the city that's like creating this extra layer oh, of chaos so by the time they get to the diner they're the reason it's getting robbed and they're just like oh I think our tab's taken care of. We should probably get out of here. Like, that one was so funny at times. Yeah. Like, I laughed out loud at that issue multiple times. And even towards the end, you know, where, well, also, why the fuck did those kids dump a, the body? <laughs> like, that I, was crazy. So, I, that's, right? that's why I don't think that you're, like, where they're, the chaos is only happening where they are. I think that this is literally just a vision of a timeline that has completely lost to Ricardus. You think so? And so, it's like everyone has that evil like voice in their head that's oh. just like no you, it's like just, without him being there everyone Caleb, everyone's fucking starting to exactly. lose it that's so that's so true but literally by the final fucking bleep and they're just like oh fuck the guy in the yeah. back and yeah. we get through a field that we have caleb's stat wound which we had had foretold he's like i'm gonna stick that knife in your fucking neck yeah <laughs> and that's exactly what we get to see so i just loved everything about that issue and once I finished it, I was like, I mean, I was ready for the next one. Yes. I was like, fuck, what's yeah. going to happen now? And it does not give you anything satisfying <laughs> right? like, yeah. from that moment. And I thought that was kind of brilliant for him, too. So, I think um, I think my favorite issue might have been the beginning of Volume 2, which was Ballad of a Falling Man. And Oh, that one was actually really good, too. Yeah, because that issue, that one was finally, like, mm-hmm. letting things tie together yeah and and letting us know that there is something opposing the ice cream man because i think that's the our first appearance of caleb. caleb no actually caleb must have been in he shows up in uh, uh, every good boy does fine no he shows up in the um poltergeist my little poltergeist no that's not his first appearance because he's not? definitely in is that not my little poltergeist is later the seventh on oh, okay. issue and that's right before emergency so i'm getting things I, either way caleb appears in issue four so i five. think you are right then i think that would be his first appearance is when okay. we see him in the hallway yeah with the woman and with the like, bow and arrow yeah and we're meant yeah. to be like who the fuck is this guy <laughs> i think he maybe showed up at the end of issue four but mm-hmm. i think issue five is where it shows that he's against the ice cream truly man. against him. yeah I love that they call him the Smiling Man also. Mm-hmm. How did you guys feel about Ricardus as like a, a being? Horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> a scarier Pennywise, kind of as I described him previous. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I think the name Ricardus is fucking sick. I mm-hmm. thought it was cool that we got a more mm-hmm. human name for him because mm-hmm. in a way that creates... They, they just called him Rick. Yeah, like the, yeah like exactly. Like Bud called him Rick, you know? So he just calls him Rick. And um, 
I just think that he exactly no one really knows what to call him because yeah. depending on how he's presenting himself to you at any exactly. given time is what you're going to interpret him as. Exactly. But he's always fucking smiling. So yeah. That's where that name really draws home, you know. Yeah. So I thought he's fucking spooky. What yeah, about you, I, I I really liked him. I thought he was really cool, to be honest. Yeah. Um, really fucking weird and crazy obviously <laughs> yeah. he's uh to me like i was saying before i i saw him kind of like a demon you yeah know? for sure um just a being from another dimension here to torment you and just have fun how he wants to have fun you know do whatever yeah. he wants what he sees is fun i agree what yeah. do you i mean what do you think was going on in the which one? The one that you said you like so much. Where oh, it, I just, it makes it, me want to go back to... It kind of feels like emergencies. It feels like the predecessor was, to emergencies. Where it's ask, like this you whole, think he's almost affecting like an entire... The office block. Office building? And so it shows that Caleb is able to defy him and like have someone sane and not twisted and cutting people's heads off and jumping out of buildings and getting eaten by buzzards and shit like that. It just makes me wonder on Ricardus and how mm-hmm. how his, his power like how works or how far he can really spread it. Because it's like almost maybe that's him testing his own power and just oh. see how many people he can affect in any given time. You True, know? Or yeah. like It's like, can he truly affect the entire town if he doesn't have Caleb keeping him in check or like yeah because i i wanted to believe it was going to be so much more focused was where issues like that surprised me i thought it would really be like him being able to torture like one person at Mm -hmm. any given time and so it really interests me that he would be able to affect lots of people and and always and always kind of choose to leave a constant of someone who he's not truly fucking with but i think that was caleb yeah letting them run through the oh to be tormented to be tormented through because we get the female you know we get like five names for yeah veronica Veronica is actually the name (laughs) i loved that because it's all the same it was narrated by ricardus which is a brilliant storytelling because he doesn't give a fucking Mm -hmm. shit you know what what also makes sense What's that? So him being like, oh, it's Valerie or Vicky or something. Yeah. Him saying all that. There's another part where he's talking to, um, uh, is it the little girl in, in the space one? Oh, where okay. he's saying like your name was bound. He calls him Sam. He's like your name's bound to be Sam or Cooper or something. Oh, oh true. he makes yeah. a joke about a bunch of yeah. well, he says Ridley and Cooper, which yeah, are like yeah. generic astronaut names from well, like movies. <laughs> what if it's also deeper than that? Saying like your name was bound to be one of these because of multiple different dimensions. You could oh have been shit! These different things. That'd and be that's cool. why when he was talking about Vicky, Veronica, yeah, because in Val- different dimensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> alternate what if realities. It's more like that. That would be fucking cool. And yeah. maybe he can't. He can't explicitly affect people that exist in every reality. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I mean, he does affect the the blonde boy that we never learn his name yeah. in Strange Neapolitan. Um, but it, it is, it, I mean, that's very interesting to think about. Cause I mean, yeah, in the space story, the last story we got, it was very, uh, I don't know. It was just, he needed a map is what the, the end of it was. I thought that was so fucking cool. Cause he needed a map to go to a different, maybe he didn't know this dimensions like planet mm-hmm. layout or yeah. something. Like it's so weird. There's so many questions to be answered. Definitely. But I thought it was interesting that you pointed out that the last four issues all were, seem much more. Con- or contained in the sense that they were all like written as a single unit. They all have the right. matching names, or it's a like Western story, TV story, space story, border yeah. story. Um, yep. So I feel like there was a lot of almost like reworking that had to have been going on while this comic book was being put out. I almost want to believe you're right, maybe about the first three issues, and they were kind of going for like, oh, we'll name every one of them ice cream, ice cream flavors or ice cream toppings, something like that. And then for whatever creative reasons, that just didn't work out. And so they were like, no, we need these more 
like literal names or more yeah. or less literal names, you know? Um, so I think it's very interesting to be able to kind of take a step back and see the creative process as a yeah. whole mm-hmm. from the issues that we read. Um, but I really think it, this comic improved as we went along. I really oh, okay. thought maybe the last five issues were the strongest in my personal opinion, you know, where I thought it, it just kind of was getting better and better and more yeah. figured out as they were going along where I really feel like the first volume entirely was almost like a pilot where they were like oh, still true, trying yeah. to like figure out exactly what they were trying to, to write. You That's know? a good call. I can see that. It's definitely by issues five and on, all of a sudden Caleb becomes relevant and, and I feel really like picking up and, steam. and everything starts feeling like it's actually part of one thing versus like the anthology we kind of expected going that's, into this, you know, that's very true. So I, I can really appreciate that. I genuinely recognized improvements in both the, the writing and like uh content overall content and continuity of what oh, they okay, were creating, true, yeah. you know? So even when we get something as jarring as being way back in the wild west, yeah. it, doesn't feel super crazy when just a couple. I mean, of that's not later. even like the Wild West. That's yeah. like prehistoric Wild West <laughs> when, when you're talking about Western story. Because it, like, I think they even mentioned that it takes place like before our idea of reality or some mm-hmm. shit. And there's like, like that. giant spiders and shit. So yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't feel quite as jarring than when a couple issues later we're in fucking space. You know, <laughs> true. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, the Bud Hickey story, good old fashioned vanilla, mm-hmm. was immediately a breakout for me because the other two felt very close to home suddenly bud hickey was like launched out into space and meeting like major tom and eleanor rigby and fucking rocky raccoon and just all kinds of rocky (laughs) raccoon (laughs) (laughs) um but no i mean i felt that it was a standout immediately because i was like oh they're they're, they really want to tell history with these characters Mm -hmm. in the story and it made me realize you know, every character that I've met so far felt so very distinctly different. Every mm-hmm. character felt completely different. The writing styles felt different whenever he was writing, um, what's her name? Karen, Karen and Jimbo mm-hmm. when the, the junkies, he wrote them completely different than how he had written Byron or, or anybody else previously. And then of, of course, you know, Bud is completely different afterwards. And so it's just, it was all the first volume is I feel like the strongest in my opinion. Interesting. Because I feel like it shows the strength in developing a single character for a single issue and you know that character by the end of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And as to where like as it goes on, we meet, you know, Ballad of a Falling Man, we meet characters that don't really matter. Continue. Blonde Boy never speaks in Strange Neapolitan. <laughs> Uh, My Little Poltergeist was neat. Yeah. I did like that story because it showed that Ricardus didn't give a shit about showing his true form to this little girl who was he was destined to kill. Yeah. Um, and then I loved that uh, Caleb came and saved her, you know. Um, but it, That's like one of the few kind of happier yeah. issues we can. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, and, and she grows too. She mm-hmm. grows to like let go of her friend Kayla. It's Lucy and Kayla. Yeah, yeah. that one actually mm-hmm. had like a one of the few that actually had a true arc where we like learned something or mm-hmm. like the character like learned something by the end of it. So I thought that one was pretty great. And if, or like that's a good one that you could like pick out and show right. somebody to be like, here, read this issue and then you'll probably want to read more of this comic. <laughs> but then in emergencies we meet the two uh ems emts emts uh jenny and mike Mm -hmm. and they're they don't have their normal personalities because they're They're dealing with yeah having been cursed by ricardus or whatever and so i don't know it just feels like i felt like 
Um, there was no one for you to like attach yourself to in right. these later issues. I was just now I was feeling the motions of like, well, how is this overarching story failing this town now? Mm-hmm. As to where the first few issues felt what I was kind of expecting, which was like contained. And I think what we kind of wanted, I'm not yeah. not to complain on how this is actually written, but I think we wanted more of that anthology series exactly right. where we get these crazy contained stories so that mm-hmm. we have these 12 wild things to talk about, yeah. you know? Um, and I just, and I love that kind of shit. You know, I love anthology series where you, you, you can build up our characters so quickly mm-hmm. and, and our comic books are such a great platform to do that with, you know, because it's, and it's a place you have such a limited space to get stuff done. So you have to be very creative and in introducing and, your character, yeah. getting what's going on across and making everything happen in what, 22 pages or less. You yeah, know? no, for sure. So. I, I feel like the craft really shows in those first few issues. And of course, like, it's a great way to bring people in. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you don't really have to start with issue one. You can start with issue four. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I, I think that's pretty cool yeah. that they kind of like paved out a runway where it's like, oh, you missed the first one? That's all right. Join us on the second one. You, you can jump in now. Um, uh, how, how are we on time? We're good. No, We're I'm, good. I'm keeping track. Okay. Um, how did you guys feel about, I guess, the last four stories? Western story, we got way more background on Ricardus and Caleb. But I think I want to talk about border story first. I figured we would talk about border story after the break. Okay, that's fine. We've well, just we been can glossing take a, over it. Yeah, you know, a lot, you know. Let's um, let's take a quick break, guys. Okay. And when we yeah. come back, we're going to finish talking about the horrors that was the ice cream man. Ooh. Uh. Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. We're still talking about Ice Cream Man. Ooh, ooh. It's getting chilly in here. Um, <laughs> there's the Ice Cream Man's horn. I'll take a swirl. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, I, I wanted to talk about kind of the tail end of mm-hmm. the story that we read. Yeah. Um, volume 4, uh, Western story was very cool. I felt it, it was a fantasy story. You mean so, volume, three. Volume, volume 3? Volume 3, yes, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, issue 9, Western story. It felt like it felt like the Dark Tower. It felt like mm-hmm. this barren land that is fantasy-driven. And there's giant spiders, and, and it turns out that they all have black eyes. There's no, like, it's like the whole thing is a pupil, and we meet their uncle, and there's cousins. Caleb and Ricardus are cousins. Yeah. I suddenly really loved this dynamic of these characters, but I feel like this should have come later. Oh. I feel like... Okay. We got the reveal too soon? I think so i feel like we should have dwelled more in what ricardus was able to do before we knew where that, he's from yeah well that about that well that caleb was an equal on top of that Fair that they're, they're they both seem to come from the same place maybe ricardus does magic and and caleb doesn't but they but maybe, seem to be eldritch gods mm-hmm. they call them godly god beings or godmen yeah godmen something think. like that and I, I don't know i just feel like this should have come maybe volume four mm-hmm. or even five. I feel like we should have cooked more before we came to this mm-hmm. like big revelation. That's interesting. 
So, um, sorry. Go ahead. So, something I wanted to say about the last four issues is that when I read them, like when I started finished them, uh-huh. um, looking at the volume as a whole, it made me feel like there could have also been another way to tell the Ice Cream Man story. And what do you so mean? I think it also would have been cool just because they hit different timelines and stuff. Oh, like yeah, that. definitely. I thought it would have been really nice or just a, a neat idea for them to tell an Ice Cream Man story and still have 12 different. Uh, completely different stories, but mm-hmm. throughout time of him fucking with people. Oh, true. I think that's also another cool thing that they can do. I feel like that's probably it, something you know? that they continue to do. Yeah. Yeah. Were you going to say something about Western story? Yeah, I was just going to mention that. Um, <sighs> fuck, now I'm trying to. Now I kind of fucking blanked on what I was going to fucking say. That's all my fault. Uh, you're fine. Um, you I can, mean, just the fact that they're like godmen and that they're equal. No, I had no. absolutely nothing to do with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Um, no, I mean, I feel like Western Story, I feel like was like a blown load oh, a little I got too it. soon. I got okay, it. you okay. got it back? Yeah. Um, I was just going to say that um, it just, I feel like we almost needed this issue right after emergencies so that we have a better mm. understanding that Caleb is something that isn't permanently gone, gone you know? Yeah, so that's I the only reason I can feel like they had to like, you know, pull this trigger this soon mm-hmm. is because they pulled the trigger so soon on deciding to kill him off mm-hmm. in emergencies. We needed to see that exactly. He's maybe like an equal, like more than, you know, yeah. inhuman creature that can probably either survive a knife to the fucking neck or it, there's more Come going on. Yeah. Dimension there's more going on than what we can possibly see. So I'm interested to understand. Cause I, I mean, I feel like emergencies happen too soon. Yeah, I feel like exactly, I would agree with that. Yeah. Like shit it, hit the fan so quick. Um, it makes me wonder how chronological what we're experiencing oh, truly is. Too, you know, yeah. like, did the events in Western Story actually happen after the events of emergencies? Did I this, feel like it know, happened long, 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 long before. Long before, yeah. exactly. Yeah, before so humanity. It's, it's very interesting to consider. Well, I mean, if there's all these different dimensions, that could be. I mean, oh, they could true. technically be happening after the events of emergencies, very technically. True. Or at the still same be, time. Yeah, yeah, or simultaneously. I mean, precisely that goes back into them being able to survive multiple mm-hmm. realities. Um so, yeah, it just really intrigues me how much they're going to outrightly explain, you know, further on in this comic what's going on or how yeah. much of it is just going to be kind of like, you just got to figure out what the fuck was going on there, yeah. you know? <laughs> I feel like it's weird. I feel like maybe volume four, we come back to the town and it's normal, like mm-hmm. emergencies didn't happen. Because I felt like it 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 was a lot of buildup of especially Jolio, mm-hmm. where we assume this would be a continuous like investigation that she's kind of doing on why this town is so twisted. And then it seems like it's all gone to shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then we don't return to town. These next these, four stories. These issues, yeah. Yeah. Out of these four stories, Western story, border story, TV story, space story. Do you guys have a favorite? How did y'all deal with border story? That's my first thing. That's I, uh, my question. <laughs> well, I went to the back to read... The, everything oh, okay all the all the dialogue uh-huh. and then i just kind of had it in mind when i went Skimmed through, through it. Uh, that okay. was a smart way to deal with so, it i literally pointed my camera with google translate to it okay so I? I figured it also says on the comic to uh-huh. do that. google translate yeah. big help yeah. which i thought was hilarious because he was basically just saying like hey fucking don't be a bitch about this <laughs> deal with we'll it. see we had done this book previously called uh barrier mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. brian Kavon and marcos martin and, and this whole crew of people and i 
I tried, I I desperately tried to read the Spanish and just parse really, what you could from yeah, it. Yeah, because like we live in San Antonio, Texas, we should mm-hmm. be able to have a a passing understanding of what is maybe it took been like said. Four years of it in grade school, <laughs> <laughs> but the for border story. I felt like the idea of this issue, I didn't like this issue. The first half was only was, in Spanish. It was well, right. Yeah. It's yeah. probably my least favorite of them, too. I enjoyed it. Okay. I mean, I like the idea of this story, but I feel like there are no. The, the, the previous volume sets up now that there's consequences and that Caleb can die or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Border Story was a half idea. Because it was like, hey, w- how neat would it be if we find out that Ricardus uh, was like a, like a, a fucking mayor of this town yeah, or whatever like an he evil is. spanish dictator yeah <laughs> and so it's just like what i don't i don't know what that lends to anything and then the i guess because the ending is so open about maria going to caleb yeah and caleb smiling like that she's there that i'm like i guess maria shows up later and like maybe, maybe they have a child is this something oh, i was kind of guessing towards interesting. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know it just felt like huh fuck i guess yeah her blonde boyfriend died so she goes to caleb i don't know it just felt like it, yeah i felt like there had to be more to this i that's the I, I least cooked right. story yeah. in i my think opinion. i think you're right it's pretty much a setup comic for just for her you know what yeah. i mean they were like we need her to be in the story we want to give her a cool back story where ricardus was torturing her but she managed to get away from it mm-hmm. do you all by any chance know when that issue came out oh like time in time in, yeah in like our real life yes um, probably 20, uh, 2019, 2019, you know, around the year, probably around like uh, the month, the month. No, I don't know. Cause it could have been like, maybe it was fucking Spanish history month. And so they could have just done it because, um, the, y'all are right. Yeah. I mean, the, the issue is actually really off. Mm-hmm. When you compare it to all the other issues, it's completely different. Um, I feel like there's but, no character building. Yeah. Yeah. But at the end, they kind of just talk. I, I think it was more built for the atmosphere that we're living in nowadays. Oh, true. Because towards the end, they kind of just talk about like, hey, man, it used to be that if you wanted to cross that border, you just walk across. The border. True. Yeah. So I, think, I get, I get I what you're saying. It was like just, a political statement. Yeah. Kind of like mm-hmm. a political okay. statement. I, I, that's how I... F- that's a feeling I got from it. That's fair. I didn't even imagine it that way. Mm-hmm. And it's you're probably completely Cause right. Because um, what's his name? It was John? like a Romeo Juliet. Yeah, it was yeah. like a, yeah. John lived in El Paso, Texas, mm-hmm. and he would go down to Mexico to visit uh, Maria. Right. So it, you know, it's yeah. exactly. It's like the Romeo and Juliet, but like across the border. Yeah, I mean that's a good idea. Maybe they're like, hey. We can do this story since it's so prevalent to our times now. Mm-hmm. We can write this story and it could just be one comic. And so they probably thought, hey, this fits in really well for us and what we've been scheming and what we've been cooking. But for us on the outside who doesn't know everything that they've been cooking, it just seems like, huh, I don't know. It, yeah. <laughs> it's out of place. <laughs> it's an interesting story. Yeah. <laughs> Especially following a Western story. Yeah. And then going yeah. into TV story, which is the vast opposite of oh the spectrum. Oh my God. Okay, and TV story was crazy. I was going to say, TV, <laughs> TV story and space story were some of my favorites, yeah. though. Yeah. Both of them, I was like, I'm so glad these were the last two issues for me to read because holy shit, were they scary? Or yeah. especially TV story. That was like a fucking <laughs> holy shit. horrible Black Mirror God episode. What a trip. To, yeah, but I fucking love it. And exactly, it's a fucking trip and you're just as scared as him mm-hmm. reading like, it the what entire could time. fucking possibly be nice? <laughs> but I fucking love Mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> the, oh the my God. Knockoff. Yeah. 
God damn it. I, I want to be on that show. I loved, uh, what was it? Family, uh, not hysterectomy. What was it? Autopsy. Fam- family family autopsy. autopsy. Where it's just like, you have to cut open and find out what killed your favorite <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Bob. <laughs> and then his, you get to interview Bob and he's awake and he's like, I'm dead. <laughs> I think it was the cigarettes, if anything. God damn it. That's so fucking good. Dude, they have so much fun. And then the audience is fucking mannequins. Sk- skulls. Oh, no, yeah. They're yeah. Skeletons. skeletons. They're half they're, mannequins, half skeletons. Fucking, there's dead people. <laughs> I fucking loved it so much. So there is, um, I guess, an underlying. Oh well, and then there's also a, a a cameo in this issue where Joel comes back from yes. uh, a good old or every boy does fine. The the struggling father issue mm. oh. where he's oh, at yeah. the end in the chamber and he's and, missing an arm because the zombies ate it. Yeah, <laughs> the Kim the Kardashian. I was gonna say the Kim the Kardashian zombies. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, it's just interesting that Joel is there, and I don't know does does that bleed into the idea that this is a multiverse? Is Joel, is that our Joel from? I think it could be even potentially that he can, um, Ricardo's can pluck you out of your universe oh, and shit. put him in, put you in a completely different universe, maybe yeah. his own making. Yeah, maybe he like has like his yeah, it's like a in between world because mm-hmm. that's where we see in every boy, every good boy does fine. We see that. Um, Chris, Mr. Carson's son, mm-hmm. who is Joel's best friend, or well, they haven't seen each other in years, but regardless, is in this horrifying, horrifying like torture world. torture world where he's yeah. dead. We see him, his body, literally in the casket, but then we see what he's actually going through, and it's the worst shit you could ever fucking so imagine. What if Ricardus is what Christians? Well, what if what if Ricardus is what Christians thought? The devil, the devil was, you know yeah. what I mean? Like Fair just enough. Christianity had once experienced someone, something like Ricardus. And so through, you know, years, year, years, years, of, yeah. years of translation, it became Satan. You know what I mean? Like, what if that's what's happening here? And so Ricardus has to work on, I, I don't know. I feel like there has to be a multiverse. I'd be to kind this. of mad mm-hmm. if Satan's actual name was Rick. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd be like, it fits. <laughs> Rick the dick. Exactly. (laughs) God damn it. I don't know. It just, I I feel like there's a lot going on there. Yes. Um, I like the idea of that, of him being like the, basically the essence of evil, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and like the thing that it all draws back to. And God, can you imagine if that's what we went to when we died? Mm -hmm. That's what got to play with us for the rest of eternity. (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's crazy. Because then they also eat them. Well, no, the zombies ate. The Joel. zombies ate the arm, and yeah, that was like more oh, of a joke on what was yeah. going on in the TV bit. But I mean, we do see him like filleting a man in True. Uh, oh My, my Little Poltergeist, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck was going on there? You know, I'm pretty sure we see him eating someone as the wolf in the, part that- oh, in in the-, the first issue, yeah. too. So he's all, he does have a tendency for a little bit of consumption. He, the yeah. part in TV story that really freaked me out. Was the part where his guts were like falling? Oh, yeah. rape my intestines. Rape my intestines. And he was trying to pull them back in. Yeah. And the reason that freaks oh, me America's out. Oh, America's got intestines. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there it is. The reason that freaked me out was because, um, apparently, mm-hmm. uh, it like in war and stuff, when people's intestines will be falling out, a lot of times people do try to pull their pull, intestines, put them back in. put put them back in their body. And so that idea just freaks me the fuck out. No, that's fair. That is a fucking scary idea. And to uh, jump into our multiverse uh, you know, possibilities mm-hmm. even 
Damn. even more um you know the judges at that time are literally oh, yeah, multiple three? different yes. versions of ricardus that we get what if to there's see only so, three worlds? so maybe they're yeah maybe neapolitan is kind of hinting at the reality of there just being three different worlds that he kind of plays wow. with and that would even be an accurate way for we to us to see the three versions mm-hmm. of him that affect those different Fair worlds because yeah. i got to believe that middle one is the one that we see in like maybe space story you know mm-hmm. like the one that's more like aging and all fucked up because he's True. like hasn't eaten in a while so i have to believe maybe that's what's going on is that he's literally hungering for the for something you know yeah for spaceman meat <laughs> spaceman meat but i really uh, liked the way that uh <laughs> that it ended which was just that uh everyone's like where'd he go why isn't he at dinner and he's just in the tv screen just yeah. fucking screaming he's like, <laughs> and Uncle Bob's not there either. And no Uncle yeah. Bob. <laughs> Damn it. I think this one I was... I loved it. It was called Missing Parsons. Yeah, because that was their last that's name. That's their name. <laughs> God damn. I thought that one was very creative, and it's one of those situations where it was like, this would be a good idea, but then mm-hmm. they also just totally fucking landed that plane just right. <laughs> yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, yeah, that one was definitely one of my favorites. And then fucking Space Story to kind of, you know, be in the final issue was just so great, because then we got a Space Story. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I love the that cover, by the way, for yeah. Space Story. It was beautiful. And one thing that really got me with Space Story is I felt like more than a lot of them, there was times where I got like Crom vibes from the artwork. Oh, and that's okay. even why I posted the Fair, one it yeah. did, which is because that, I mean. From it, Raiders. Yeah. yeah, from Raiders. Yeah, Crom from Raiders. Artists <laughs> of Raiders. Um, we get this, that more kind of rugged, you know, yeah, style. No, sure. And so I really think once we got to that planet, a lot of it, the art almost changed a little bit to have that kind of style to it. So I got real, real nostalgia kind of reading yeah. that issue. Cause I was like, Dang, this is so, this is so cool. This is so epic, you know? Yeah. And we get one of the scariest versions of Ricardus we yeah. get in all of it, which is like this hollow fucking, I don't even know, like Finger spider monster. Yeah. yeah version yeah. of him. Super spider. So, I mean, it was like He's a, Spider-Man. It, it was like a, it was a beautifully <laughs> horrifying way to like finish our run. You know, yeah, I thought um, that was badass. That planet actually reminded me of the flood from Halo. Oh, interesting. You're going to do more Halo like stuff? <laughs> I know, right? I Every episode, we're talking about Halo. No, so we're, we're going back to I've Halo. I've been playing the beta. Oh, you have? <laughs> yes, I have. How it's is it? It's it's pretty fun. It, it is? is? Does it feel good? Yeah. Could it be beta? It could be a little bit beta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, it, it's a good time. It's going to be available next weekend, too. Oh. I guess by the time this comes out, it's yeah. not going to be available anymore. No. I think Matt texted the group chat saying that the open beta is extending to like the for everyone the weekend that weekend or some shit. Oh, like for that. next weekend? Yeah. Wait, who is that? Okay. You have to <laughs> you still have to request it, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Or like well, you have to go through Halo Waypoint. Oh, that. well I don't have a working Xbox anymore, so it oh, doesn't okay. even matter. Um Use your PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> um so I mean no, yeah, I mean Ice Cream Man. Ice Cream Man. Twelve Ice Cream Man. 12 issues they each do feel like their own thing there's mm-hmm. no real um there's no real cliffhanger that is immediately picked up in the next issue i feel like I, you I really could jump that. into any of these yeah Literally you could anyone you could read these and, and completely jumbled and just, yeah except for i feel like emergencies feels good to be last in em- my opinion emergencies could honestly, I feel like anybody can still read emergencies and be like, "What the fuck is going on?" True, because that's how we like, feel about any of it, anyways. Yeah, but then at the end, be like, "Oh shit, these EMTs just killed this guy." <laughs> and Basically, he's a, a, bla- a like what, a dark cowboy, like what? So, so then anybody could be like, "I wonder what else this is about." <laughs> I almost wish we could like make pluck the last four and make them the first 
four issues and then have it kind of start from there and this be the world that he has obviously found Mm -hmm. moving on from space story and so that i then i feel like by the end of that's kind of fair yeah i almost feel like if we then chronologically they made emergencies and you know like one of the last ones it could all work out super well that it it would run smoother for the way we i think we would enjoy it you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so i i almost want to believe that yeah if we just reworked the order in which we got these comics, but that all goes back to like the production side of things. And the Mm -hmm. fact that they're obviously putting this out one issue at a time, you know? So Mm -hmm. I can't, I can only imagine how difficult it is to have so much forward thinking when you're creating a story like this, that exactly is sure. It does have like an umbrella that has to stay under, but they are still very individual entities. They have to try to keep. And that's very challenging, you know, to like have all these ideas and to know exactly where to place them and where to put the important information that has to run across, you know, all of them throughout. So it's a, it's a tricky, you know, uh, balancing act to, to get through. So I have to applaud, um, Price Maxwell Price, yeah, yeah W. Maxwell Price for his work and uh, making something like this, and st- it's still being so entertaining and having a creature that is genuinely terrifying to have to uh, imagine, imagine, yeah, yeah. dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> no, I mean it. I fucking love this book. Mm-hmm. I think we should pick it up sooner than later uh, when we come back to it. How many more issues have come out? Oh, I think we're like in the 30s now. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So we they've more than doubled. And there's even like a a COVID special, I think. <laughs> How about like in a month or so? We maybe. Maybe. I think in a month or so we're, we're going to be, be doing... in Christmas territory. So we're going to be doing Chip, Chipmas. Oh. Mm-hmm. We're going to do Chip Zdarsky books. Maybe Chip in the Halls with Paul lots Damien. of Zdarsky. Keep making that joke. <laughs> What did you say, Paul Damien? Christmas is all about me. What? Also about Chip. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Your birthday's on Christmas. God damn it. It's all about me. Um, no, but I mean, yeah, we should return to this sooner than later, especially because it left us on such a open-ended, like, what the fuck next. Definitely. Um, is there anywhere you would wish this kind of would go? What What do you want? from this oh, i guess gosh. i'm interested to understand where it's gonna go because mm-hmm. it they have essentially two choices from where we stop which is that it can just go right back to torturing people on the planet earth and we right. get to just be confused at what the fuck was going on in space story yeah or it's gonna have to lean into either the multiverse reality or i mean i'm just so curious where they're gonna go like are we just gonna end up back on earth again or like are we gonna end up somewhere even more exotic than that like yeah. space story really left us at a strange place of knowing how they could have already pumped out another like 18 issues of this you know and uh kept it kept it where it has been because they literally took us away from where we our first eight issues Mm -hmm. are all taking place at you know did we get identities for the other dead spacemen no no what if they were all like noah smith Mm -hmm. what if they were like Oh, but this one was Noah Cooper and Noah. You know what I mean? Well, those na- I mean, I had to believe those names were literally plucked because like yes. Cooper's Interstellar, obviously yeah, Ridley right. is Alien. You know, so yeah. I, if that those were the names, so I really thought that bit was just a joke. Yeah, to make they wanted to make that joke. You know? No, but I mean, it, it would be cool to bleed into the multiverse idea. Um, and then and also, they're all in different colored spacesuits, so they don't look like they've come true. from a single place. They look mm-hmm. like they could have been from completely different universe realities you know? yeah um also the robot helper was named bob 
in that issue and then there was uncle bob right before mm-hmm. i was wondering if there was a connection there but it seems mostly not well well uh uncle uncle bob is bob's uncle you get it bob's your uncle yeah i get it <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> that's actually the correct one to play <laughs> But um, overall, it was a good-ass read. Um, yeah, I, I think even in spite of being very different than what we thought going into, it was still something I had a hard time wanting to put down because I was oh, like, fuck. Yeah. I was like, I want to know what the fuck this guy's doing to these poor people in town, you know? This book was very good to digest. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was getting into it hot and heavy um, very quickly. How do you feel about Paul Damien? <laughs> um, yeah, no, I started reading and I just felt like I couldn't stop yeah. for a moment. Um, I did have to stop because I, I was kind of busy, but uh, I couldn't wait to pick it back up. And as soon as I did, I was kind of bummed out that I finished it. <laughs> like I, That's yeah. kind of why I immediately asked you, like, how many more issues did they make? And, yeah. Like, it, I, that's why I want to get back to it already. Yeah. No, I agree. I really am enjoying it, and it just has my curiosity fucking going. Like, yeah. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. And we haven't talked too much on it, but I think a big part of it has to do with how well Martin Morazzo and Chris O'Halloran did in not only drawing, but choosing those beautiful pastel colors to Mm -hmm. color this entire book with to keep it very much in like the ice cream man kind of theme, you know, especially, you know, the strange Neapolitan where we Mm -hmm. literally get the different flavors to highlight the different universes. I thought all of that was so creative in making this feel like a single entity. It's like, how are you, it's like, okay, how are we going to make a Western, a TV series and a space all feel like one thing. And I think that, that was, that was a big responsibility on their side to design everything and color it in just a way to make Mm -hmm. it all feel whole. So I thought that was another thing that we haven't talked too much on that was just like yay exactly so i agree completely from from creative writing um taking ideas that have obviously kind of existed but making them your own all the way to like fantastic art i really thought this was a was a fun run you know and i we will definitely have to pick it up again i don't know maybe not sooner than later but eventually you know Mm -hmm. because i want to see how far they're going to even take this wild ride because if it ends at like say 35 issues or something i feel like that's something i would really like to just like cram slam together yeah because i this feels like something that would have frustrated me if i was trying to read it issue to issue really yes and no i guess i feel like it's true it i wanted to make this pun Mm -hmm. i feel like if we had read it month to month we're not necessarily wednesday warriors Mm -hmm. anymore we don't go to the shop for single issues anymore (laughs) um but if we were reading this month to month it would be it, it feels like a treat mm-hmm. at every like month. Like an ice cream treat? <laughs> exactly. It's your sweet treat every month. And so it it, it does feel like like after reading, uh, I don't know, at the whenever we were Wednesday Warriors, mm-hmm. it was like something like Jonathan Hickman's Avengers or some shit. Like we Wars. would read those and then read ice cream man right after and be like, fuck, did you read this month's ice cream man? You know, <laughs> like it it feels like it you know, could have been very easily to digest yeah, got me. yeah. That's so true <laughs> um i have to ask this question every episode and it is adaptation if you had to how would you a- adapt this book netflix series 
So like specifically Netflix, I'm sure. each each Kidding. issue being an like episode, Black yeah. Mirror. like Black Mirror or uh, Amazon has their series that I can never the, remember the loop or whatever. Um, no, Tales from even. the they have a or it's Hulu is what I'm thinking about. They oh. have their scary anthology series that oh. start off where they would do it every month and it was like associated to the holiday of that month. Mm. Um, but I it's literally a, about. Yeah, yeah, it's like a scary. It's like a scary anthology, literally similar to the Black Mirror or something. Amazon has a sci-fi one also called Tales from yeah, the Loop. which I've also watched. Oh, that's okay. just not what I was I'm watch that, oh, okay. It's not That one's not so much horror Is themed it good? so no, much. It's right. just like uh, sci-fi. Tales of the Loop. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. It, I mean, there, there are multiple episodes I did greatly enjoy, but I couldn't understand why some people saw it as like subpar. You know what I mean? Okay. It, people like Black Mirror fans. But you, you would know? have it live action if you made this into a... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think yeah. it could be great live action. Um, That's what I was going to ask. I think I would so, prefer it live action. So my second question so for the live action... Budget. Well, yeah, it would have to have a pretty good budget. Mm-hmm. And, and it could be... Um, easy to do with the episode to episode because some episodes would probably cost a lot less. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the first few issues. Yeah. Um, my question was if we were, if you were to do it live action and adapted serial like that, would every episode be directed by the same director or would you want um. to pull stunts where you get kind of some stylistic ideas, some episode, like how would you Kevin Feige this shit? <laughs> I would personally, I would, um, look at each comic issue and try to get a feel of what director, <laughs> I, what director like uh, has made movies similar to those oh, issues, and then ask them if they would like to um, do it. Okay, well you then know? I guess a, a great follow up question is, is which ones, which yeah. which ones of these stories would you want to get a movie director or or you feel similar to a movie mm-hmm. that you've seen? I'm out right. of ideas. Cohen Brothers for the Western. <laughs> Christopher Nolan for Space Story. God damn it. <laughs> so oh, you're spending the whole budget. budget. Yeah, I'm spending my whole ass budget just to um, pay my director. I saw some explosions in emergencies. So mm. Michael Bay. <laughs> Michael Bay for emergencies. But no matter who's directing it, I want Stephen Merchant as both Ricardus and Caleb. Oh, Jesus. Ooh. Because he's tall and lanky and would be horrifying in both roles. <laughs> he would be. And you he would add would that perfect good? layer of humor and horrificness if he yeah. really gave it his all i genuinely you, believe you that. know who would be great for the ice cream man steven who? merchant um yes him too uh <laughs> bill skarsgård oh well yeah well, that's a little on the nose there <laughs> <laughs> but come on no you're oh, right you are right but <laughs> that's why i was like a little on the nose but a little bit i wish him, i had a the squeaky nose him without <laughs> any makeup dude he would fit that like no that you're right very well i I think that would be awesome. I think I, I, I like the idea of Stephen Merchant because like how dead his eyes are. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, how no. about they are the different Ricardus that we oh. experience? They are we literally have a Bill Skazgard Ricardus, we have a Stephen Merchant Ricardus, and then who would even be another one? We have like even someone even crazier like The Rock. No. <laughs> uh, Chris Pratt. No? Chris uh, Pratt, because he's everywhere okay, right now. Yeah. No. Um Matthew McConaughey. Oh Matthew McConaughey. Oh my gosh. He's like, all right, all right, time to get tortured. <laughs> and we'll have, we could have, um, like either Harrison Ford or Liam Neeson as the grandpa, in Story. <laughs> the uncle, yeah, the uncle in Western Story. That'd be kind of funny. Harrison Ford, I think, would be good. Yeah. Um, or no. Machete. Oh, uh, uh, Danny, Danny Trejo. Yeah, no. yeah fuck he's yeah. Machete. Um, oh. <laughs> that was his machete hitting the wall. Um, machete. 
I think that wraps up this episode. Yeah, that's um, pretty much what we had to say. <laughs> Ice Cream Man, it it's a good read. It mm-hmm. goes by so well. Um, next week, we're finally going to return to a book we have already covered. We're going to be covering the next few issues of Invincible. We're going to be covering issues t- <laughs> 14 through 24 Ooh. Plus issue zero and some uh, some of like a free comic book day okay. thing that came out from Image in two thousand four. Dope. Yeah. Shit. So finally, we're we're returning to something that we've covered before. This how is how much have you all read of the? I mean, we got how much was the first bit of Invincible? Did One through thirteen. Thirteen One issues. Th- okay, so it's yeah. not too much. And it's- I feel like. I have, I'm going to spoil a little bit. I have read issue 14. I think okay. after watching the show, you can just jump on with 14. Are you sure? Fine. Like, it, you but it's also, it's also very easy to digest. I mean, mm-hmm. he is definitely right that uh, you, everything that happens in the first 13 issues, if you've watched the show, you've experienced it okay. for the most part. But you could probably, I mean, it have, if you find the time, you could read them very quickly Cause, too. Because I know that y'all have told me about huge differences between the comic book and the show. Yeah. Um, just, they kind of like squish some things together in the show. Yeah, they kind of do. And they kind of also jump past that's, these that, issues. I was going to say, okay. so if anything, the show goes well beyond what's in the first 13. You know, Fair that's enough. more, it, it more took liberties past what we've already read right. versus, you know, us having read more than they didn't got into in the show. I guess the overall point. But either I'm way, excited. I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> I've been bugging you to get back on Invincible because holy shit, the first binge was too much fun and I've been wanting to get back into it more than just about anything else we've read up until this point so for sure next week we're going to be feeling too invincible guys so can't wait for it we'll uh, see y'all there we'll see you on another time bye guys you're an alcoholic (laughs) I mean okay